Hello and welcome to the podcast, Ambitious Audacious Women with ADHD. I am your host, Katie Stibbs, and I help ambitious women who think differently simplify the big three, which is love, work and well-being, so they achieve their version of happy success. We are here to share stories, strategies and chat about our beautiful minds. So if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and download the accompanying strategy guide at katiestibbs.com. Hello, you beautiful, beautiful person. And I thought I'd jump on here with some practical advice. <laughs> now, I, as you know, I'm all about the energetics and the practical. So, you know, being yourself and learning to show all parts of yourself loving on yourself and shining your light as brightly as possible in this world. However, sometimes on a very basic practical level, we have been doing what we've always done. And even if you are a lady with many years of experience, you might still be suffering from just not being able to get things done. And with increasingly scattered minds and our attention being, um, well, like brain like a smash glass, <laughs> if that resonates with you. You know, and everybody's guilty in the world of missing deadlines, missing appointments, you know, possibly ignoring the bills. But if you have for many, many years um, been masking your kind of scattered mind or your ADHD mind, if you have a diagnosis, you know, it's been a lifetime of kind of broken promises, um, possibly missed deadlines, forgetting to pick your children up from school, and, you know, feeling this sense of guilt and inadequacy with every small, unchecked item on your to-do list. You know, this really, really, over time, compounds you know, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get it together? I am hopeless. Even though the facade of you, the full front, that part of you that uh, to the publics might seem extremely efficient, glamorous together. You know, I know that, that there will be a part of you, as you know, because we are our harshest critics. And especially for those of you that just see everybody else just smoothly, seemingly like swans gliding around the pond. And we are extremely self-critical. <laughs> you know, it is more than about syncing your calendar. And I know you know this. So, it really is about kind of proving to ourselves that scattered mind does not, is not our identity. 
you know, ADHD is not our identity. It is a part of who we are, of course, and it needs to be acknowledged. But let me just remind you, there is no correlation at all between ADHD and intelligence. You know, you are not less smart than the mum that has got it all together uh, on your WhatsApp group, you know, creating the perfect party, turning up to football at the right time, (laughs) you know, launching three businesses, yada, yada, yada. So I just want to remind you of that. You know, your brain is working differently and that is all. So knowing that you do need different strategies. You need productive strategies that that make sense to you, not to your husband, your partner, your business partner, to the rest of the world. You know, this is about the dull and boring stuff that actually will just makes such a huge difference in your life if you acknowledge it, prioritize it as being important. And actually, when you start to see my doorbell going off, the resistance in you kind of lowering, then, and you see the, you know, your productivity going up, then you are going to keep these habits. Okay, so let me just reiterate. I know if you start doing things slightly differently and prioritizing scheduling and productivity kind of systems and strategies, I know they sound terminally boring, but you will start to see a difference and that will, you know, impact how you feel about yourself, how you run your business, how you run your life all of the things. So I caveat that because please, please listen and try it out for yourself. You know, the problems that we have remembering appointments, planning, you know, getting down the detail, they're not emotional. They are not personal. They are not psychological they are neurological, okay? So, you know, by trying harder, by applying yourself, you know, that is just not going to work. You know, you're not selfish, you're not lazy, you're not stupid, you're not going crazy. You have a scattered mind. Your brain just works differently. And we know from kind of loads of neuroimaging studies, it's, it's, it's absolutely apparent that, you know, ADHD, it impacts areas of the brain. You know, it causes chemical idiosyncrasies, a structurally different kind of, you know, in the prefrontal cortex. So that is the, that is the part of your brain that is responsible for matching up your what you want your internal goals 
with the thoughts and actions that are going to get you to your goals and enable you to achieve them. So the prefrontal cortex, I'm not going to bore you to death. These are really, really important executive functions. So the cognitive, the, the mental abilities that people need to engage in goal-directed actions, you know, like planning, planning complicated tasks, um, anticipating kind of the future consequences, um, suppressing like your short-term urges, checking the internet a million times. You know you've got to finish this project, but there's this like, there's this drive in you to go off piste, you know, making decisions, um, putting things in an order. This is really challenging, you know? So first I want to just remind you of that. Um, so I have found that the easiest way to kind of reinforce this, because I think we need to be reminded that we are not just messing about and getting it wrong. Um, and I've I, and I've mentioned this guy before, but Russell A. Barclay, PhD, is a you know not not all of you might not love him, but he is extremely, extremely knowledgeable. He's written, he's the author of 21 books actually on ADHD and executive function. And he talks about pointing to the kind of four specific brain connections. Okay. And they originate from the prefrontal cortex that is impaired by ADHD. So, he says these connections explain why people with ADHD experience stunted executive functions. Don't you just love the word stunted? So these are the four. He kind of simplifies it, which obviously we all like. And he describes it as number one, the what circuit. And it is the first ADHD impacted connection from the frontal lobe to the basal ganglia, which is, is known as the cool executive circuit. And he refers to it as the what circuit. And it kind of powers our ability to use our working memory, to guide our own behavior. And this is what where we connect what we think with our plans and our, and our goals and our thoughts about the future. Okay, number two is the when circuit. So, and this second neck connection goes from the frontal lobe to the cere cerebellum. So that is at the back most part of, of the head. And he calls it the when circuit. So this when circuit kind of coordinates our sequences of behavior you know, how smooth and timely <laughs> that behavior will be. And problems in the when circuit explain why ADHD causes a real problem with time management. 
Then there is the Y circuit, the third circuit. So that also originates from the frontal lobe and <laughs> it circulates to the amygdala, which is the emotional center of our brain. And it's referred to as a hot circuit because of its link to our emotions, you know, and what we think controls how we feel and those emotions that reverberate and impact what we think about. And when thinking about multiple options, this circuit helps us decide based on motivational and emotional properties, Barclay says. So, <laughs> yeah, are you uh, kind of realizing how kind of important this is and how it, how it impacts us? And finally, the WHO circuit. And this goes from the frontal lobe to the back of the hemisphere. And this is where awareness takes place. It's, it's where we're aware of what we do, how we feel, you know, internally and externally, and what is happening to us. So, in short, you know, our executive functions... They do impair our self-control and self-regulation. There is no doubt about that. But what I am really fascinated with, and it has shed so much light on my um, existence as a human so far on the planet, that it hinders our ability to visualize the future that we want for ourselves and change our behaviors in the hopes of achieving that ideal state, because we are living in the now. <laughs> the irony. Um, everybody's wanting to live in the now. <laughs> uh, and yet, I totally resonate with this. I'm, I, I'm, I'm knowing that some of you also will get this on a real, real cerebral level. <laughs> so, you know, self-directed attention, he lists as number one, inhibition and self-restraint, non-verbal working memory or the ability to hold things in our mind, verbal working memory, emotional self-regulation, self-motivation, and planning and solving problems. And he said, ADHD is not a problem with knowing what to do. It is a problem with doing what we know. It is the performance part. So don't bother teaching people with ADHD skills, he says. It doesn't work because it doesn't help them use the knowledge they have. Instead, put more time into redesigning the environment to help people remember what they need to be doing at crucial parts of their day. Points of performance. So, you know, on a practical level, I just want you to think about your day-to-day -day routines, your day-to-day -day living. And could it be improved by, you know, following prompts, getting very visual, um, post-it notes, things on the fridge, writ things written on your hand, 
um, clocks and timers and reminders. I don't know whether you've got a smartphone, you know, breaking up like long-term projects, business plans into like really small daily steps and devising, you know, (sighs) people hate the word accountability, but actually I think it really can help with ADHD brains and making things as physical as possible. So they're kind of tangible using, you know, putting your hands in there, (laughs) you know, really making it a physical experience. And I know this sounds just so dull and it's the things that we really don't want to do because a lot of many of us are creative, big thinkers with big ideas. Luckily, some of us have got support and VAs and, (laughs) and we've created an environment to assist us. But all the time, anyway, you know, it is worth taking a look at what is working in your life on a practical level and what is not working for you anymore. Because as kids get older, routines change, emotional um, recalibration (laughs) changes, hormones, our bodies. It is always worth a deep dive into what is working and what isn't. You know, if writing lists and not getting them ticked off makes you feel like hell, then we've got to think of a better way of doing it because it is the experience, the success in these things that are going to motivate you to, you know, carry on. So you've got to create a toolkit I mean, you know, it can't be just practical, in my opinion. It must be energetic, (laughs) you know, as well, Uh, regulating your nervous system and rebalancing and shifting energy and things like that. But there are practical steps that you can take. So you could, you know, do a kind of create a master list if you're a list, if you love lists. So taking your current to-do list, any sticky notes, reminders, everything that you've ever used and thinking about your needs, your unique needs and your challenges. You know, do you lose lots of paper frequently? Are you near a computer enough that a computer-based list would be way more helpful. Obviously, I use Evernote and it is just incredible for me. So you've got to think about your life and the way it works and actually what will work for you. You know, figure out each item that should take no more than kind of one step to complete. So if you've got like larger goals, you really need to to kind of break them down this to-do list, like getting a new VA um, or, you know, doing all your graphics or getting a rebrand. There's a lot of steps in that. There's research, there's finding inspiration, yada, yada, yada. So really, really breaking them down. 
And once you've compiled the list, it will look massive. <laughs> this is really normal, so just expect that it's going to be huge. And its purpose is really to give you a sense of kind of what's on your plate realistically and where do your priorities lie. And so after this, you must you must kind of whittle it down to three, well, down to the essentials. So dividing the task into three groups, a must done, a when I have the time and a fat chance. I'm probably never going to do that. And if you're really visual, try using colors, you know, to break up the tasks. If you, if it just merges on the page and you're just like, you know, experiment with what works for you. So writing down your master list is the first step. And you also have to really, really deep dive and figure out when you're going to complete all of these tasks. You know, when you schedule a task, you are 70% more likely to complete it. But in order to schedule it, you have to figure out realistically, not very good with time, when you have the extra time to accomplish the specific task, right? So whether that's in your calendar, your smartphone, your, your daily planner, whatever it is, it must be date specific. Birthdays, classes, deadlines, doctor's appointments, scheduling on a daily or weekly basis, you know, things like chores, going to the shops, exercising, paying. your, And, of course, the final step is just putting all of this together, which sounds, which is easier said than done, but I'm honestly promising you, when you begin to do this, firstly, you feel amazing about yourself, like you are on top of everything. And secondly, you will see the benefit because there will be no shame inducing missing of uh, the school trip or the very important meeting uh, with important clients. But I just a caveat, do not try and fit in an extra task because we love to do that, don't we? Just fitting in one little extra thing that we must do. And you know, it's going to make us late, stressed and feel rubbish. <laughs> so once you've got this, this, this list and you've scheduled it and you know how important it is that you can visually see it, just maintain, maintenance, keeping it going. And yeah, I know this is really dull, but it is so powerful so essential and ultimately it will it will make you feel incredible and on another level um just maybe think about auditing how your kind of morning routine goes you know getting incredible alarm clock if you are continually snoozing it and getting in a funk uh, it's winter in the UK, so 
it's increasingly difficult. You know, having things you have to get up for and creating that urgency can be so, so helpful. But just things like getting downstairs and outside into the cold (laughs) or into the heat if you're in uh, warmer climates, just getting some light on your little beautiful face, you know, or opening the curtains as soon as you can. There's an incredible alarm clocks that literally shake you out of bed. There's alarm clocks that you have to chase around the room. So, (laughs) you know, there are many, many thousands, millions of people around the globe um, also struggling. So do not be embarrassed. You know, set a time when you are leaving the house and announce it to everybody so everybody knows and can help you. My children help me. Um, if I've got distracted by something, I have to get up super early anyway. I choose to get up super early because I need the time for my meditation practice, to prepare my brain and to tune into the universe and to feel happy. So build in an extra 15 minutes. Do not turn on the TV and check your emails. Do not. And keep your weekend routine pretty much the same. Now, I know this might sound like hell, but for those of you that do that already, I know that you will also realize that it works. It kind of keeps your system regulated. It actually makes you feel less tired. And, you know, having those extra hours of sleep at the weekend, if there's like an extra three hours or, you know, it's actually not that good for your system. So, yeah, and then also on a work level plan, just get your hardest task done out of the way ASAP. You know, you've had your coffee, if you might have medication and Just get that biggest, ugliest task out of the way first. And do not check your email. If you have to, well, I would definitely be kind of planning your response times. So in your business or at work, I respond between the hours of 11 and 12 and 4 and 5 or however you want to plan it. Um. Yeah. And on that note, even though this was possibly as boring as hell to you to listen to, (laughs) organizing and getting people around you to assist you and getting the support you need in these areas where you are not at your best, they are not your strengths, just actually making a few changes and scheduling, diarising, and also getting a VA, getting the cleaner, getting getting people to do the stuff that you aren't very good at is just incredibly freeing and liberating. So on that note, go and do something fun, but schedule it first. I love you. <laughs>